You're listening to Maybe You're Like Me, the transparent musings of a God girl chasing after her purpose. Maybe You're Like Me is a podcast for dreamers and doers who take life's lessons and level up to look more like Christ. We'll connect through super relatable stories, growing pains, and aha moments that most of us share, just not always out loud. I'm your host, Alicia Watson, creative entrepreneur, playwright, author, wife, mother, daughter of the king, and so much more. And I can't help but to think that maybe you're like me. Hey, beautiful people. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Maybe You're Like Me. I'm so glad that you're here with me today. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. Season two is rolling right along and I've been getting great feedback from you all and you really seem to be enjoying this season. So I'm happy about that. I saw a few more reviews on Apple Podcasts, and I want to thank you all for listening and sharing your thoughts and encouragement, especially if you've left a review like that really warms my heart to know that what I've set out to do here is being accomplished and that lives are being impacted, even if in a little teeny tiny way, you know, um, and in a big way. I don't want to minimize the things that I do because that's one thing that I'm working on, but At any rate, thank you so much for showing up for me as I show up for you. So we're in the second quarter of the year, and this is the time that most people fall off the wagon in terms of their goals and resolutions. You know, the ones that they set for themselves in January when the new year rolls around. That was typically my pattern, but since my word for this year is intentional, I am happy to report that I have been on track, friends. Yes, I've been on track. So during the first quarter of the year, I was intentional about my rest, which isn't typical, really. Like usually we're full steam ahead in this household (laughs) at the top of the year with all the work and the goals and we're striving and we're going to make the best of this year and everything that we didn't do last year, we're going to get done. But this year, I decided to evaluate it on a case by case basis. And I acknowledge that I just did not have it in me. I did not, I did not have it in me to strive, to run, to struggle through and force myself to do things that I just didn't literally physically have the energy to do. And I wasn't in a space health wise to do what I needed to do or to to give what I need to give to get to the level of excellence that I wanted to reach. I realized though that resting taking an honest assessment of where I was in order to give myself permission to rest was fruitful labor. Um, I've been intentional about looking at my habits and I have a habit of burning out and pushing myself to show up. So this year I did not, not this quarter. Um, And a part of being intentional is understanding the agency that we have. And I want to keep that party going. So maybe you're like me and you are taking control of yourself. What I've learned during this quarter is that habits are the things that you do on autopilot. Uh, I talked about earlier in the season how I was being intentional. That's my word of the year. And a part of that intentionality is really getting a handle on the habits that made up my life. Because when you have the right habits, you start to move your life in the direction that you want it to move in. Having habits be on autopilot is by design, our minds are literally set up to be efficient and to protect our energy store so that we don't burn out by making decisions. Decision fatigue is a real thing. It gets to the point where the habits you form take your life in a direction that aligns with those habits. And like I said, 
I realized for myself that the habits that I formed this year, last year, years and years and years before were not serving me. They were not helping me to live the life that I wanted to live or do the things that I knew would be better for me, like building relationships, having better eating habits and activity habits, managing my time well, and just managing all the things that I have on my plate more efficiently, effectively, and successfully. You know, I knew what to do. I always know what to do, right? And some days I do those things, but on other days when motivation runs low or my emotions are at a high, the misaligned habits kick in and drive me further away from the vision that I know that God has given me for my life. Initially, the habit of setting a goal and then forgetting about it kicked in for me in the beginning of this year because, again, I didn't have the energy to make those kinds of decisions to push myself to do the things that I knew served the vision. But my awareness of things not changing or looking optimistic really drove me to do things differently. So here's how I've been able to stay on track towards the end of the first quarter. The first thing is that I've been intentional about listening to books on habits and on habit change. I didn't know a lot about habits. I knew what habits were, but I didn't know about the breakdown of habits, how to form new ones other than it takes 21 days, which isn't always true. Um, there, there are many reasons why we have the habits that we have. There are many things that we have to do in order to change those habits. So reading books about it and learning as much as I could seemed like a really, really good starting point for me. I mentioned last season that I used the public library's ebook and audiobook resources. It's the smartest thing that I've probably done in a long time. I love doing it because it cuts down on the clutter in my home because I rarely reread books. It saves me money, especially since my taxes are already paying for these library resources. And I can easily discover and select new books based on their collections and their rating system right there in their app. It's amazing. Listen. I can set a goal of picking up a book to read all that I want. Like every day I can be like, I'm going to read 10 pages. I'm going to read 15 pages. And that rarely gets done because why habits? Um, and it is my preference to actually pick up books, highlight books, underline things, circle words, write notes in the margins. Like I get a kick out of it. It's my jam, but it's not happening. And I have to do something to make it happen. Whereas it's not just me reading the books, but just me absorbing the information. Like that's the point of it. I want information. And so it's not okay for me to not read at all. And this resource of having the public library and these audiobooks available to me for the free, this seemed like a viable one. And it has been awesome. It helps me to make the most of my time. Um, listening has been the best way to get the information in my head. And I can also multitask and finish these books so quickly. So like I read maybe two or three, well, read, quote unquote, read. I listen to two or three books a week because I'm listening while I'm taking my long walks. I'm listening while I'm cooking dinner. Um, I'm listening while I'm writing or doing social media scheduling. It just gives me space to get in that information I want to learn without having to focus directly on learning it. It's a new habit that I've formed. And I love it. I listen to these books on habit and habit change to keep the subject at the forefront of my mind because it's like surrounding myself with like-minded people talking about the things that I am most interested in. In Mark 7 verses 20 through 23 in the English Standard Version, 
Jesus says what comes out of a person is what defiles him. For from within, out of the heart of a man comes evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and they defile a person. Uh, what he's basically saying in that verse is what you consume is what's going to come out and what you meditate on is what's going to become your mindset. So I wanted to flood my mind with habit change because that's what I'm focusing on right now and knowledge about habit change so that I could easily recall it throughout the day. If it's at the forefront of my mind, then that's what's coming out. That's what's guiding my interactions and my reactions. Those ideas about habits and habit change that I've been putting in because that's what I want. And I must say that it's been really effective because I'm in this state of mind all day long when the habits that I want to change start to happen automatically, I am more aware and can quickly remind myself to stop them. Like most people, I have a habit of rolling over in the morning and checking my emails and social media almost as soon as I open my eyes. But that's not the way I want to start my day. I'm not a morning person. I need time in the morning to meditate, to orient myself, um, to just breathe and wusa and kind of set my intentions for the day. But when I open up social media and emails, it puts other people's needs and plans and perspectives in the forefront of my mind and affects my mood and creates a sense of urgency before I've even had a chance to do that for myself. I start my day off with this anxiety instead of with intention and with purpose and with affirmations for myself. I don't tell myself you know, what I want to know. I haven't even checked in with God, but I turn to my phone and check in with all these people who might've posted, you know, hours ago, or these emails that might've come in earlier than when I woke up. And it's not really fruitful for me. And I know this, but every day I do it because that habit is locked in and it kicks in. It's crazy. So what I've learned from reading is to create another habit for that trigger. And the trigger is waking up. And the habit that I will create gets me out of the routine of picking my phone up in the morning just because I woke up. What I've landed on is to one, write three things that I'm grateful for in this little pocket calendar that I got from the dollar store. And on the day, whatever it is, you know, today, I would write the three things. Then I'd open my Bible and read my Bible. And then on some days um, when I'm less busy, I'll journal. And, you know, going forward, I'm going to add working out because I have this habit of putting off working out in favor of doing the work and getting things done for other people. What happens is that I don't always get to my workout. What I have to acknowledge is that work is important. Meeting deadlines is important, but working out is more important. Currently, I get more rewards from doing work for others in the form of payments, <laughs> gratitude, and a, a quick sense of accomplishment and achievement. But the more I work out, I find that these endorphins, the stamina, and the fitness that I'm starting to experience are reward too. I just have to pursue it more and with patience. And that's the second way I've been able to stay motivated, being patient. It took a long time to form these habits and it may take a while to form new ones. There will be some trial and error. There will be some failures, but I'm finding that with consistency, intention, and patience, slowly but surely, I'm changing my mind, my life, and my habits. And that's the goal, to make intentional changes that create a lifestyle. 
Listen, slow progress is still progress. I know you've heard it, I'm telling you again, slow progress is still progress. If I set a goal to lose weight and then eat carrots and celery for weeks, yeah, I'll likely achieve that goal. But eating carrots and celery is not the move for the rest of my life. So after a while, inevitably, I will regain the weight. Most of us have been there. Yo-yo dieting does not work. Yo-yo change doesn't work in relationships. A person can stop overspending after getting caught and their spouse gets upset about it and threatens to leave, right? But once the emotions subside and that threat of breaking up fades, they'll go right back to their old habits of overspending. What I'm learning is that you have to agree to change and then you have to desire to change because the process of changing is hard and it takes energy and your body doesn't want to give you energy. Like I said, your mind is set up to like you get from point A to point B the most efficiently and effectively that it can. So it creates these habits. So what you have to do is create a new habit to override the habit that you have but it does take time if you're not committed then those habits will kick in especially the ones that we form to protect us or to make us feel better like overspending or overeating so lastly i motivate myself or i stay motivated by evaluating my progress consistently i want to know how far i've gone in my slow progress I only started listening to books on habits because I realized that I wasn't being intentional in the most important parts of my life. Now, it was very important for me to be intentional about getting sleep, about resting, about taking that mental break. But the biggest changes that I wanted to make, I was going to need some backup and some reinforcement. So those books have been great on introducing new information to me to change the beliefs that I already hold in my head so that I know you know, if A plus B equals C and I don't want C, I got to stop doing A plus B. <laughs> if that's the case, then what do I replace those A plus B actions with to get to C? So I invite you to take stock of your progress too. And if you're not where you want to be, make plans, take action and get on track. If your word this year is execute, for example, are you executing? Why or why not? What roadblocks are stopping you and what can you do to flood your mind with reminders to move past those things to get it done? Can you set small goals, execute on those, and then rack up small victories to motivate yourself to get to the larger ones? Maybe, yes. You know, like I was talking to a friend the other day um, and she wants to start a food truck. And that's a big daunting idea, right? <laughs> like all the things that come with starting a food truck. But ultimately, the first step that she can take to, to even get started along that path is to just have like a, a dinner pop-up, a Sunday dinner pop-up, and, you know, take that one day and sell a certain amount of dinners and see who bites. Then start to tell the story about her goal to create this food truck business and you know get the ball running but you need that small win to show you that yes what I want is possible um, I can actually do it like create this track record for yourself but you have to do something to do that right you have to actually execute to see the track record come into play you gotta stop planning at some point and you gotta start doing if you fail you learn 
So I encourage you to take action, move, go, do. Even if you don't feel like you're ready, you don't know, but something inside is telling you to go. That's why you declare that your word is execute, right? It just means it's time, friend, just do it. If your word is flowing, as in things flow to you easily, like money and peace and creativity, if you're finding everything still feels like a struggle, is it your mindset and negative self-talk that blocks you from the flow? Like you say you want to write the book, but in the same breath, you name 15 reasons why the book will fail and no one will read it. And then you'll tell everybody who will listen. Your faith, optimism, and perspective is what opens you up to see the blessings that are effortlessly flowing your way. So don't push them away with your fear. When you decide on a word for the year or when you create goals, you choose them because they look different than your life looks right now, right? If you want something different, you have to do something different. Again, we've heard it before, but it's like, we don't really absorb it. <laughs> we don't really apply it. So I'll say it again. If you want something different, you have to do something different. And what you do starts with your mindset. So if you need to get around like-minded people or listen to books written by like-minded people or podcasts hosted by like-minded people, you should absolutely do that and do that more than you absorb things that don't mesh well with the goals and that you set for yourself or the word that you want to live by this year. Like if you want to be healthier, sure, you can call your friend who told you they wanted to be healthier too. But let's be real. The both of you are just going to fall short and make excuses and laugh about it to each other unless you both made the commitment to do it. Instead, what might be easier would be to spend more time with your friend who already eats super healthily because you want to be influenced by their habits, the habits that they already have. They're like built in accountability. And if they're passionate enough about it, they will be glad to share their tips and tricks with you that have brought them success that they've created a habit of. Like I have a friend the other day, she was going out to get us something from Panda Express. And she was like, I do this this way and I do that that way. I double this. I made these vegetables and that. She still eats the fast food, but she does it in a way that makes it healthier for her. And I would have never have thought to do that. I'm like, just give me the fried rice. But yeah, doubling the vegetables makes it more of a meal that aligns with what I want to do, which is just to eat more greens. That's one of my goals, just to continuously eat more greens. It never occurred to me to do that at Panda Express, right? If you want to get even deeper, you can get a health and nutrition coach who is going to expertly identify why you make the choices you make and then give you a plan and support to get on track while holding you accountable. I know they say that you can't teach an old dog new tricks and that people are set in their way so it's foolish to hope that they will change, but that's not always true when people have the right motivation, determination, consistency, and intention. Some people make changes because they're forced to, like they get a bad health report or they're given an ultimatum, but that doesn't have to be us, right? We don't have to be forced into change. If we don't like something, we can change it. And if we can't change it, we can change the way we think about it. We can change things because we want to. We can control ourselves and be proud of ourselves. We can show up for ourselves and root for ourselves. We can aim to be the best versions of ourselves, even without the opinions, pushing or prodding of others. 
We don't have to wait to be loved or accepted or encouraged. We can speak over ourselves and encourage ourselves because we are fearfully and wonderfully made on purpose for a purpose. Our lives have purpose. But the enemy of our souls puts up roadblocks, distractions, and Trojan horses to stop us from getting to it. Your bad habits may feel good, but they're not helping you to get to and stay in the place where you are at your best. And when you are at your best, you're equipped to serve others. We are worth the change and the attention. We are worth the work and the process and the patience. We do not have to be afraid of failure. We do not have to settle for or sulk in our circumstances. We do not have to let life happen to us. Taking control of your life is not easy, especially with habits and addictions to contend with, but it is possible. Y'all, it's never too late to do anything as long as you are still here. Go back to your word and or your resolutions and get back on track. Look for ways to form habits that help you focus on your goals in a way that is intentional and automatic. Create an environment for yourself that facilitates success. That's my goal for this quarter, to really put into practice all that I'm learning. Each and every day, I get a little closer. I feel it. And that's intentional. That's the plan. Stick to your plan. 2021 is far from over. Take control of yourself. Well, that's all I have for you today. If you're like me, I would love to hear from you. Reach out to me on Instagram at the Alicia Watson and leave me a comment or a DM. If you're loving the podcast, I invite you to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. And if you know someone who's like us, share this episode with them so that they can know it too. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week. Okay, bye.